Hello and welcome to the State of Shakespeare. I'm Garrett Vandermeer. And I'm Jim Elliott. And today on the program, we have Petrina Murray. Hello, Petrina. Hi, hello. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank Petrina, you for having me. Great. Petrina Murray was most recently seen as Snout and the Wall in A Midsummer Night's Dream at the Delacorte Theater. Other recent credits include Ham and The Death of the Last Black Man in the Whole Entire World, also known as The Negro Book of the Death, The Uncle in Susan Laurie Parks' Venus at the Signature Theater, Odd Sea Dog and Miss Park's Father Comes Home from the Wars, Parts 1, 2, and 3 at ART and Mark Taper Forum. And Petrina has also appeared on television shows such as The Sopranos and Law and Order. She holds a BFA from SUNY Purchase. And you were born on Jamaica and immigrated here to the U.S. in 1983. Is that right? That is correct, yes. Where are you living now? At the very present moment, I'm in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, yes. So, Petrina, you are currently appearing as Paulina in the Public Theater's Mobile Shakespeare Unit. What is that like, touring with the Public Theater's Mobile Shakespeare Unit? It is amazing. It's magical. There are nine actors total, including myself. And you get in this van, and you go to Brooklyn, to the Bronx. I mean, we've been to Westchester. And you pack up all the costumes and the props and everything, and you travel to these sites, you know, correctional facilities, shelters, community centers, and you perform the play. I do have to say those 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. calls were a bit hard for me. (laughs) But once I reminded myself of what I was about to do along with this amazing team, you know, I laced up my bootstraps. I mean, these people, the majority, I would say, have never seen The Winter's Tale, you know, much less something by Shakespeare. And so just their zeal for wanting to see this, like being excited, that puts it all into perspective. They're really warm and welcoming to you. They're very warm and welcoming. I remember when I was touring, the best audiences were children because their responses were unfiltered by anything. Do you find that with the audiences at the mobile unit? Yes, I do. Yes. I'm, you know, they laugh, they talk back and not in a rowdy way, you know, just they're invested. They're invested into the story and it's, it's delicious. Just the name of the mobile unit, it sounds like uh, it's delivering some kind of emergency services. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's the mash of Shakespeare. (laughs) These people need Shakespeare. Stat, get on it. (laughs) (laughs) They need an IV of Shakespeare. (laughs) I'll tell them that the next time I... What do you hope that the mobile unit audiences gain from seeing The Winter's Tale or any Shakespeare? For this particular show, I hope they see the power of forgiveness, of redemption and reconciliation. I hope that they can see and feel the power of love and of um, the family and that sometimes either it's you or someone else or someone you don't know you make a terrible foolish mistake but at the end of it you're welcomed back you have some semblance of your family back and it's not lost there's a price you have to pay ultimately as in this show, in this production, with Mamilius's death, we don't regain Mamilius at the end, but Leontes has his wife back and he has his daughter, who he sent off to the wilderness. Tell us more about these, about these people in this situation. You're playing a character named Paulina. Yes. Uh, who is Paulina? She's a noble woman. In our production, she's the way that the text was cut. She's more of a trusted advisor to the king, King Leontes. And what has just happened 
You've chosen to, to share with us a speech from Act 3, Scene yes. 2, which is the play is well underway at this point. Oh, but, yes. But you mentioned, that, you mentioned that there was a death and that someone's to blame. What's just happened? Well, what happens is Leontes, the king of Sicilia, has a really great friend of his. They were, they were boyhood buddies. His name is Polixenes. He is the king of Bohemia, and he's visiting for about nine months. And it just so happens that Hermione is nine months pregnant. And so he gets it in his head, Leontes, that that his wife, as he says, is slippery. So Polixenes has been in town for nine months. For nine months. And all of a sudden he says, I have to go. I cannot <laughs> stay here. I have to go home. <laughs> you know, and so Leontes is like, what? <laughs> oh, right. okay. And Leonti says, no, 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 stay a little bit, you know, stay a little bit longer. And he says, no, 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 I I, I really have to go. I miss my son and I have to go. I, I you know, so Leontes asks Hermione to ask Polixenes to stay and she wins him over. And Hermione is, is the queen. Is, the yes, Leontes' is wife. Even though the king has not been able to get Polixenes to stay, Hermione works Hermione does. Right. on him. And he agrees to stay. Yes, so he she, does. She clearly has some special influence over this guy. Yes. So the wheels start turning in Leontes' mind. Mm -hmm. And so then what happens? Then he's sharing this with his advisors, and they all say, oh, my gosh, no, this is not happening. You know, the queen, is she's excellent. She's a good person. She would never do anything like that. And Leontes says, no, get out of here. You're all crazy. You're calling me crazy. You think I'm making stuff up? No, no, no. So the queen is playing with Mamilius, the son. And the king comes in and basically says, uh, you've been messing around on me. And you're a traitor. And you're going to jail. And she does he puts go to her jail. in jail. He puts her in jail, yes. The pregnant and queen. The pregnant queen. She delivers in jail. Then we get to, in Act 3, Scene 2, what you you're about to read what's happened just before this what happens is he's just put his wife on trial hermione and you know of course she's just she's literally just given birth you know so you can imagine the amount of pain that she's in and just she needs rest and he's got her standing up there and he's like you know you're guilty of this and you're guilty of that and she says look i don't know anything you're talking about but i'll lay down my life for you and that's when we get word that amelius is dead Hermione collapses and the king says, oh, my God, I've been wrong. So that's what it took. You know, he, he has said, a moment of clarity in the moment of clarity in the news that his son is dead. He says, I've been wrong about this whole thing that I disrespected them. So we take he says, take her Hermione off and give her some remedies. And so we take Hermione off and Paulina comes back and really gives it to him and says, look, this is what you've done. This is all the things that you've done. Nothing is worse than the last, which is that the queen is dead. The character that, that you play, yes. Paulina, is very sympathetic to this queen. Yes. Because this queen, she has had a rough day, hasn't oh. she? So she... <laughs> she well, what's happening behind the scenes now? So that's the thing that Shakespeare leaves a mystery. And I think he does that for the actor, really, and for the director, and for everyone that ever wants to put on a production of The Winter's Tale. So it's like, what really is happening to Hermione? And I've done this show twice. This is my second time doing it. The first time I did it, I thought, oh, she it's all magical. She really did die. But now I think, I really think she's dead. When I come in and I say, go and see. And then uh, the king says, take me to the dead bodies of my queen and my son. 
one grave shall be for both. And I take him off. And so I he sees the bodies, and I think Hermione is out for the count. But I don't know if she's dead. That I haven't made up my mind about. But you come back in and you say what the speech we're about to hear, you say that you think she's dead. Yes, yes. And I do think that she is dead. Somewhere along the way, I realize, oh, she's not dead. She's alive. I'll store her away. Right. So we've seen we've seen this trick before, like <laughs> in Much Ado with Hero, for example. We've seen the play dead trick to get some guy who's been acting like a jerk to repent. Mm-hmm. But this is something, it's either different or Shakespeare allows the possibility that this is a very different situation. She is actually dead and mysterious magical agents are at work here. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Why don't we hear the speech, G? Do you want to do the intro and and I will shut up so you can do that? So this is Petrina Murray doing Winter's Tale, Act 3, Scene 2, and the character of Paulina. I say she's dead. I'll swear it. If word nor oath prevail not, go and see. If you can bring tincture or luster in her lip, her eye, heat outwardly or breath within, I'll serve you as I would do the gods. But, O thou tyrant, do not repent these things, for they are heavier than all thy woes can stir. A thousand knees, ten thousand years together, naked, fasting upon a barren mountain, and still winter, in storm perpetual, could not move the gods to look that way thou wert. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Well, I I find this monologue interesting because she seems to be going in two directions here. Mm -hmm. She's talking about repentance, but she's also talking about despair. Yes. Garrett, you you have a nice question. You want to ask it about that? Well, I think it's interesting because in the version that Petrina just read, the word despair is not in it because there's a cut there. Mm. But in the version that we're looking at, Paulina is saying, oh, don't repent because there's nothing you can do to repent these things that you've done. Instead, just despair. (laughs) Despair would be good for you. Which, which doesn't make me think that Paulina is, is in a place where she uh, would be very forgiving. Right. And I think, <laughs> I mean, I think it is ultimately, that's what I, you know, it's like when you make foolish mistakes, it's, I know it's hard for me when I think about some things that people have done and how hard it is. Sometimes it's so fun and delicious for me in a sordid kind of way to hate them and to not forgive them. But I think it's much more powerful ultimately to forgive someone and to say, I know you've made a mistake and I'm, I'm here, I'm here for you and I'm here with you. Welcome back to the tribe. You lost your way, but welcome back. It's very hard to do that. It's very hard to, yeah. So she says to him, yeah, despair. And I think, you know, the 16 years is not only for Leontes, but it's also for Paulina that they spend time together in 16 years. She's she's testing him in a way, but in this moment, I think she's saying, you know, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Right, she's kind of, I feel like a couple of things are happening here. She's a, a woman who's a noble woman, but but she definitely doesn't have the same status as the king. No, no, yes. And, and in this moment, she is really speaking truth to power, and there's, there's an incredible amount of righteous indignation and courage that goes with that. But at the same time, she's kicking this poor guy when he's down. Yeah, yeah. So how do you feel about Paulina in this moment? Do do you feel like she is justified in what she's doing? Uh, The only reason why I would say yes is because she needs to 
I mean, you know, it's 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 human emotion. It's not always flattering. It's not always. Sometimes we do kick people when they're down, when they need us the most, unfortunately. But she also needs him to hear, to really hear what he's done. That it's not something that he's just going to, you know, in about a year, he's, he's going to remarry and, you know, not think of it anymore. Oh, and it's like, this is something very dire that you've done. This is serious business. You've just wrecked your family. In a way, if I hear you correctly, by making him see that and by making him truly hit rock bottom, she's paving the way for his redemption. Yes, yes. That that would be tough love, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. yes. And she does it she does it later on, you know, when um because you know, she says had our prince jewel of children seen this hour. You know, so it's like Perdita and Florizel come in to the king and you know, she reminds him, "Oh my gosh, Mamilius would have been this age." You know, and he's like, "Oh god, stop. I can't." So she takes all all these different moments, and she's been doing it for 16 years, you know, Just, to remind him, yeah, you killed your wife, right. you killed your son, you know, and seeing where he is. How does he handle that? And there are people around him saying, oh, just get married. Oh, you've suffered enough. You've suffered enough. Get married. Just remarry. You know, but it's like you remarry and then what? You do this again? Right. You do it all over again? If you if you did it to Hermione, then you'll do it to someone else. You know, so she, she really needs him to understand. And the great thing is that she's got a gift for him at the end. Um, there's a gift. <laughs> mm -hmm. You don't want to give this away. Right. So earlier you were talking about whether you believe you've done this twice and whether you believe Hermione's dead or not. So in your current state of mind, do you think in this speech that she believes that Hermione's dead or is she playing a role here? In this moment, I think she believes that Hermione is dead. Which gives her the emotions. Right. And um, it's not until I think somewhere when the king leaves the body, I think Paulina is still hanging around and something happens where she sees that Hermione is indeed alive and she ushers her away. So this is all off stage business, you know. And then she plays the role for 16 years, though. For 16 years, yes. That's some staying power. <laughs> I think that this speech is great and I love that you chose this speech. In every production of, of this that I've ever seen, it feels like this moment, somehow this speech is kind of the heart of the whole play. When Paulina unloads on Leontes, that it feels like the audience is absolutely with Paulina. And I wonder what it feels like to have to be at the sort of at the emotional center of this play at that moment. How do you, how do you feel audiences react? I mean, I I feel like they want to stand up and and cheer you. Yeah, you go, moment. girl. Yeah, I, you know, I, I forgot what correctional facility it was, but it was the women's. And um, the actor who plays Leontes, uh, Justin Cunningham, said to me that he he was trying to focus in in one scene that we had because. There were ladies behind him going, yeah, girl, tell him, tell him, you tell him, girl, get him, girl, get him, <laughs> you know, so, and there have been many people who have come up to me at the end, both men and women who have said, you're my favorite, you know, because they're rooting, because it's, it's ultimately, it's about the family, you know, it's about their family, it's about everybody's family, and you don't, that's just cannot ruin families, you cannot do that, we have nothing if you do that, you know, we have absolutely nothing, you cannot ruin the family unit and that's what you know paulina is a champion of the family and it's funny because it you know there's no mention of, of her and antagonist having children 
And I wonder what that's about. That's a whole other play. Yeah, that is. <laughs> but I, you know, I use it in the sense of they didn't have children. And this is to see, you know, the prince and, you know, and the princess, you know, to know that this this family, everything depends on this. Everything, the country, everything depends on this family working. Is Antigonus the one who's eaten by the bear? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> 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 Exit pursued by a bear. Yes, he's your and he's your husband. So so you lose you lose a lot. Yes, 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 yeah. And he sends Leontes to you know because it's the the scene where I take the baby in. He he doesn't like that very much, and I step on his toes. You know, I it's all about power, and Paulina gets in there with him. She gets into the ring with him, and he doesn't like that, and so he punishes me not by punishing me directly, but through my husband. Mm-hmm. So he sends my husband off to the wilderness to, to take this baby off. And thereby splitting you up. Yes. So it's interesting you talk about family, and just to digress for a second or two, I noticed that in your bio, it says you you immigrated here with your family from Jamaica. Yes. I want to hear a little bit about your beginnings and how you got into Shakespeare. Oh my gosh. Well, I am in no way, shape, or form like an expert on Shakespeare. I still have very much to learn. James Shapiro, along with the director, Lee Sunday Evans, and our voice and speech point person, Julie Congress, they have been incredibly helpful dealing with the text and navigating the way, you know, through through this play. Um, and I, I relied heavily on their suggestions and, and what, you know, where they think it should go and... Um, yeah. Is that mostly involved with the text, or is that the story, or is that your choices as an actor? Uh, both. I'm fascinated by the last line, actually, Petrina. It's yes. a thousand knees, ten thousand years together, naked fasting upon a barren mountain, and still winter and storm perpetual. Could not move the gods to look that way thou wert. What is she saying right there, to look that way thou wert? To, to look to look where, wherever you may be. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, they wouldn't even feign. They would. They wouldn't even look at you. You know. Uh, I see. So wherever you were, the the gods are, are going to disregard you. Disregard anything. Yes. And I think in that moment, of course, I don't ever want to give an actor direction because I'm not a director. I'm a fellow actor. But I think in this moment, what's happening is Leontes is on his knees. He's literally on his knees praying. And so she says, you know, hey, buddy, a thousand knees. 10,000 years together, naked fasting. You can fast like a monk. You can implore other people to pray along with you. The gods wouldn't look at you. Gods wouldn't, they wouldn't dare even look at you. Which goes back to don't even bother repenting. Yeah. Well, I just really like that. That's just such a great example of going to the text to find action. So there certainly is no stage direction in there that says Leontes kneels. But a, a really clever actor playing Leontes would be looking at Paulina's text and see that a thousand right. knees. Yeah. And make a, a brilliant choice. Yeah. I love that. Katrina Murray, thank you so very much for joining us this morning on The State of Shakespeare. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Katrina, thanks so much for, for, for being here and spending time, time with us today. Best of luck with the rest of the run with the mobile unit. I'm Garrett Vandermeer. And I'm Jim Elliott. And thank you for listening to The State of Shakespeare. 
Thanks for joining us for the State of Shakespeare podcast. We invite you to visit stateofshakespeare.com for more episodes, information about each of our guests, and the Shakespeare text you heard on the program, and much more. And we welcome you to join the discussion by liking us on Facebook. That's www.stateofshakespeare.com. Thanks for listening.